0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we continue a busy midweek of European football. It's over to Aberdeen and Hearts to take on Hacken and Pauk respectively. Hibs were on the receiving end of a sore one at home to Aston Villa last night going down 5-0 and Celtic are in the market for at least one new defender with Cameron Carter-Vickers and Mike Navrotsky out for eight weeks. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight rustling his paper is Gordon Biel <laughs> and alongside him is Mark Wilson. Well, what a week we've had already. You European football are plenty. Rangers fans going away could maybe see it with slight success. Maybe some will be disappointed. They're still in the tie. Hibs certainly aren't in the tie anymore after a drubbing last night and it's over to Aberdeen just ready to kick off in Sweden and Hearts later on. So thoroughly looking forward to these games. Hopefully our two Scottish teams tonight can do us proud. That was an exciting Tuesday night after we left the studio, Gordon, at the end of the show. Uh, I thought Rangers played particularly well, uh, 2-2. It's going to be a difficult task over there, of course it is, but they're still in the tie and I think that was the most important thing. Last night was a bit of a come down for Hibs. I didn't fancy them in the sense of not just the fact that the financial uh, gap between Aston Villa and Hibs, but I've been watching Hibs since the start of the season defensively and I think Mark touched on it on Tuesday night not very good but it's over to Hearts and Aberdeen tonight Come on then and it's over to you before all that 01419511025 How are you feeling? What is on your mind tonight? Celtic fans it has been quite a sobering day on the injury news front not good news really there's a bit of good news there are some players returning but Cameron Carter-Vickers Mike Navrotsky uh, out for a relatively long period of time Brendan Rodgers talking about needing to bring in some new defensive options. So how do you feel about all that? Does that give you the fear going forward? Or do you think this can be patched up pretty quickly? There's been links with Luis Palma as well, an attacking option potentially. So transfers very much on the focus for you Celtic fans. So it would be nice to hear from you. What do you make of it all in 01419511025? As the guys have alluded to, Aberdeen over in Sweden is underway. So we'll keep you up to speed with that one as it goes along, as well as building up to kick off at Tynecastle there. Brilliant to have all these Scottish clubs involved in European action. And you Hibs fans, sorry to take you on that trip down memory lane so soon, but maybe we can look back on last night's game at Easter Road as well. And maybe to not only Hibs fans, to everyone else. I mean, does that reflect badly on Scottish football or is it a financially driven inevitability that these are the way these games are going to end up more often than not? You can tell us 01419511025. Aberdeen have got a bit of defending to do uh, early on, but hopefully uh, they can... Get, I was going to say get the job done They're never going to get the job done tonight Mark Wilson But mm. give get something to take back to Pataudry Well it's going to be a difficult one I mean Hacking not a household name By any stretch of the imagination here in Scotland But a, a decent side They're sitting second just now in their league um, Current twen- champions 20 games in yeah. as well Now that is tells you Is that the real killer actually? That's the real challenge I mean Aberdeen started Purely against Livy, okay, they got a point, but it was underwhelming. Then Celtic, they showed flashes, but were beat. Uh, so they've got a lot of catching up to do when they come up against a side like this. And you can see from the opening exchanges how sharp hacking are. So Aberdeen are going to be up against it tonight. The one good thing Aberdeen have got in their favour is they've got two players up front who can 
turn defence into attack fairly quickly and they've got goals on their side. So I'll keep my fingers crossed for Barry Robson's side tonight, but I think it'll be a tough evening. Yeah, I think the aim for Aberdeen is to come away from Sweden tonight, still in the tie. Um, obviously get the home game ahead of them. But Mark makes a few good points about the, the hacking. I don't know a great deal about them, but it does have an advantage 20 games in. Um, they look a very attacking uh, side, I've got to say. I know it's early doors. So Aberdeen have just got to be careful, settle into the game, get a positive result, get back to Petaudry and hopefully can get the job done come on then 01419511025 if you want to reflect on some of the week's previous European performances maybe that would involve you Rangers fans Hibs fans I think last night was the type of fixture that wasn't just the Hibs fans that were interested so again what does it does it say anything I've seen all this stuff today about English fans having a pop does it reflect badly on us up here or is it just inevitable given the finances that were on display last night. Get your calls in, Celtic fans. I wonder how you're feeling. The start of this season was supposed to be exciting and full of optimism. You swept everything before you last season, and then even though the manager left, you got a very good one and one you were familiar with back in the building. You've got guaranteed Champions League football, but there's a lot of injuries at the start to this season out of the League Cup. So I just wonder what you make particularly on the injury front. I think we dealt with the, the League Cup stuff a bit earlier on. Uh, in the week but what do you think Celtic fans on the usual number please or Twitter at Clyde SSB I'll tell you what let's kick off by looking back uh, on that Hibs game last night Craig is on the line Craig as a Hibs fan was that what you expected was it worse how would you describe it it's about what you'd expect really I mean I was when I was on last week and I kind of made the comment that you never know what can happen in football and I was pretty sure and I think we all knew what was kind of going to happen last night. Um, I've listened to you say about the sort of, is it, you know, does it look poorly on us as Scottish football as a whole, the result? And I don't think it does. I mean, Aston Villa themselves put four past Everton at the weekend. The week before it themselves, they got turned over by five against Newcastle. So I think there was a need of... Inevitability, sorry, inevitability about what was going to happen last night. Yeah, I mean, by every measurement, Gordon, whether it's wages, turnover, transfer fees, it is, it is night and day, like way, way different stratospheres financially. So is that, is that kind of what you expected? Well, if if you get into every game playing opposition and you look at that then you're going in with a negative attitude. Of course, it's got to be difficult. That's what I'm saying. The, the use of the word inevitable, how do, mm. how, do you, how does that not come into it? I mean, we're not talking two or three times the budget and we acknowledge mm. that, that shocks happen. We're talking about not on the same, not on the yeah, same page. I, I, I'm looking at that tide. I think that Hibs could have won that over two legs. Absolutely not. Um, I looked at the game last night. I watched the game, Gordon. I thought, I thought Aston Villa, the worrying thing about this game is... I thought Aston Villa didn't even need to go out of first gear, which I think looks bad on our teams. Um, yes, I totally agree with all the arguments about the money, the well, players. Well, it doesn't sound like you do then if you're saying it no, looks bad. No, well, I can see the point of view if you're going to, if you're a Hibs fan and say, well, look, we're up against a team with so much resources. But I thought Hibs, I've watched them three times this season. They look disorganised to me. They're very easy to play against. I think down in wide areas, you'll score goals against them all day long. I don't think Hibs at this moment are a particularly strong mm. outfit and I think they need work. That may well be the case, Mark, and 
you know, we're, we're not talking about the Motherwell game here. We're not talking about the St Mirren game. We're talking about a game where I think I think we're talking wage bill. Is it around forty times? Yeah, forty. I don't want to keep repeating it for extra emphasis. We're not we're not talking that, like as if that's yeah. Oh, um, you know what? Why can't you get in there and give a bloody nose? Because if, remember, Villa Villa went for this as well. You know, full strength team. Yeah. Emery loves winning European competitions. Well, that's the difference when when Villa come. I think the best at Hibs when you're you're putting that on the table and you're seeing and you're trying to compare budgets. You're hoping that Villa don't take this seriously, and you're hoping they come up and play maybe a second string side or new signings, just try to find their feet. And it gives you the best opportunity. When Aston Villa or any team around that kind of level in that league come up uh, and put it a full strength team, more often than not, that's going to happen. It's just the way the world, the football world. Now, what I would agree with Daz slightly is yes, you can, you can affect it better than Hibs did last night. There's no doubt about it. Yes, the gap is huge. But I thought even looking at some of the goals, and I'm sure Lee Johnson, when he analyzes some of the goals, Probably simple mistakes. Yeah. People not picking up runners. People dropping. People just coming off the back of them. And that's the thing that will annoy them. When a Villa picked you apart and and scored amazing goals, the first goal was a great goal. The one the the header into the bottom corner. Then okay, you hold your hands up. But it's the simple stuff that work. Lee Johnson is that is that the frustration, Craig? We watched it in here with Marvin Bartley last night. He was going through all the. The emotions and in the early stages, Hibs got themselves in some good areas. They seemed to be set up quite bravely, but it wasn't like Villa were, you know, were cutting Hibs open. You know, the score. I think the first three goals were all headers. And, and is it was it the simple bits that frustrated you? Yeah, I said the same to my mate who I was at the game with last night. It's if Aston Villa go three 0 up and they've cut us open, like you can only sort of hold your hands up and realise that that's a level of opposition you're up against. But the frustrating part was that I feel like we gifted them the first three goals. Um, especially the the first one, when you watch it back, the amount of time and space that Luca Dino has to pick his spot. I mean, it's only, what, one or two seconds, but he's put it in the area that, he, that Ollie Watkins wants it. And to be fair to Watkins, it's a, it's a great finish, the way he's timed the jump and he's put it right into the far corner. Marshall's got no chance, but I feel if, if Lewis Miller's able to get out to him on his first touch, does he completely stop the cross? Maybe no, but he maybe gets a deflection on it. It goes out for a corner. It maybe loops up over the bar, something like that. So uh, the frustration is that we weren't necessarily cut open. It was the amount of space that we gave Aston Villa, especially down their left-hand side. By the way, Andy Craig, that's a good point. I thought that was by design. I looked at that as well and mm. I thought... Why would you give so much space in the wider areas? I get a team like Villa can play through you really quickly, one, two, through the middle, but there's still got to be some effort to get out and shut these guys down. You're not playing against you that, know, lesser that, players. that must come from the manager's instructions. I went to Easter Road first game against St. Mern, and the first thing I noticed was if you play wide against Hibs, you're going to get joy. Aston Villa must have known that because they've watched them. Yeah. Played wide against them. Now, you're talking there, can you go and close the, 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 the winger down or the full-back for the ball coming in the box? Yes, of course you can. That's basic football. But I still go back to, if you're putting a ball in there, you're saying halves. There's three of them. Correct. And one of him. Correct. And none of them really so, did anything. So yeah. for me, it's as much as, yeah, you can strip it back, go and close it down. 
That bit, that, so that bit but, might be deliberate because there's, there's an assumption there yeah, that the three centre-backs... Your three centre-halves have got to deal with it. And yeah. I think, Hibs, last night, you can I, you can make all excuses about the money. I don't think it was an Aston Villa team that came up and were right on the front foot and played at an exciting pace because they would have torn... Well, they did tear Hibs apart. The, the, the goals were too easy. Even the second half, you see the goal once again down the left-hand side, ball square across the face of the defenders, easy tap in for a hat-trick. That's basic football. Still That's nothing it, you do with millions and millions of I, pounds. I still think it's though, a cheap shot from some people having a go at Scottish football. And I think it's a cheek that some people across the border, when you see in social media, comparing us to League One sides and Hibs and whoever else to League One sides, when they've got all the riches in the world at their disposal and they're they attract the best players in the world and inflated wages that nobody can keep up with apart from Saudi Arabia now and yet we're the kind of whipping boys I know performances like Hibs put in last night doesn't help but I think it's unfair but where Hibs can quickly go and where Hibs can take a little bit of confidence in their argument as well you know that's Aston Villa company Easter Road Liverpool went to Ibrox mm. 7-1 you know, so th there's arguments to say, are we so far behind because of the financial situation? Craig, it's not enough to put the Hibs fans off a trip to Birmingham next week, is it? It doesn't seem like it, no. <laughs> I think it's I think it's more the... It was going to be, always be about the trip anyway. Um, I think that given how... The, the, the problem that we faced, I think, last night is the who the Aston Villa manager is. Yeah. In terms of, you know, Unai Emery's a serial winner in European competition. I think he's won maybe, what, four or five Europa Leagues. So he was always going to take this competition serious. And I think he showed Scottish football, well, Hibs and Scottish football respect in the terms that he put out his strongest team. Mm. I don't think there's, you know, there was anybody that didn't play last night, maybe Coutinho, that would have played. Um, so he's put out the strongest team possible. And he said, <laughs> unfortunately, he's going to do the exact same again next week. Um, so I think that he he himself showed Scottish football respect in terms of the team he put out, but uh, it's still just sore one. Yeah, it's mm. had luck that we would draw. Arguably, probably now one of the favourites to go and to go and win yeah. the whole thing. And that is the reality of it. Thank you very much to Craig for joining us. I know it was a tough night for the Hibs fans. You can find Craig on the Hibs Ramble podcast as well, of course. Uh, and it will be an interest. It'll be a good trip. Yeah, you just go and enjoy your. Oh, get, yeah, get yourself to Resorts World. I was done there. NEC Resorts World. Was, yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then, that. It's good. Isn't it? uh, oh, there's loads of things <sighs> down at the Birmingham NEC. Loads of things for the kids, and then up to yeah. Elton Towers. So, any Hibs fans, if you want to make uh -huh. a couple of days, yeah. Just bypass On a serious note, How much of a fear is there about what happened? Or are Villa now going to not play a full strength team or what? Depends on the preparation for the following game. Uh, mm. He might look at it and think, yeah, but I've got players that still need that little bit of extra sharpness. You get that from competitive football. And if they do play their uh, strongest starting 11, if I was a Hibs player, I'd like to be on the bench. But like Hibs, Hibs are the world. Hibs, yeah, Hibs, world. Hibs won't be as bad as they were last night. It's also at Villa Park. Yeah. I know, but I think even in possession, Hibs player petrified at times you've given them a chance well it's often it's easier half time. Still it's often easier to play when Leather you're at a game and you relax <laughs> he, yeah. needs, wow. he needs a full zoo they're trying hard they're trying hard thank you very much again to Craig 01419511025 right Celtic fans let's hear from you because we're about to hear from Brendan Rogers. there is quite a mounting injury list particularly in defence 
what's going to have to be done there, who's going to have to be signed, what type of patch-up job is going to need done. Uh, there are rumours about Luis Palma attacking players as well. Kieran Tierney's name won't go away. So there's lots happening. 01419511025. Give us a call right now, please. We'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here, and you can join them on 01419511025. 1025 Still goalless between Hacken and Aberdeen with 20 minutes gone. Aberdeen soaking up some pressure but also looking quite dangerous on the break as well. So hopefully, from a Scottish perspective, Barry Robson's side can come home with something positive. Right, let's go back to the phones and bring in Paul, who's a Celtic fan. How's it going, Paul? Good. Um, I don't know um, if you mind. I'd just like to make note of um, my great-uncle Hugh Murnay, who was very... Um, Involved in Scottish junior football and also Scottish professional football in the sixties, and with his brothers uh, passed away yesterday. So um, I just wanted to to give him a note. Yeah, no problem, Paul. Sorry um, to hear that. Uh, no, not not at all. Just um, I just think uh, they were very involved in Scottish football and you know particularly junior football. So just just give him a mention. Um, just. What my point would be today would be to actually quit want to defend Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's getting it at the moment. You know, there's a lot of like pro Ange people that are just going at Brendan when there's a very difficult situation at Celtic. You know, he's he's turning over a squad. There's a lot of injuries. Um, players coming out of contract. They haven't replaced Jota. Um, and I just think he needs time. If you look at what Brendan came into when he first took over at Celtic, um, you know, he was handed Scott Sinclair. And that's not happened. So you, you look at the, the game against Hearts when he, was, when he was signed Scott Sinclair, he brought in a very experienced player that knew how to play his system. And you look at what happened at the weekend with Kilmarnock, which, you know, I always um, say I think Derek McInnes is a brilliant manager. And always very difficult to play against, but you know what he's been handed is young players without experience, not just without experience of playing the system, but just without experience. Paul, you've got to. I think that's a very difficult one to come on and not get argued against. He's been handed a treble winning side, apart from Jota. Uh, he's been handed a terrific. Football. I mean, by the, way, the, the injuries is obviously valid, but we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah. we'll get to that. In a he's second. also uh, been backed in the transfer market. Um, yes, Gordon rightly points out there've been a few key injuries, especially at the back. Um, he's lost Starfelt, um, but obviously he replaced him with two two centre halves. So I don't think you can make the excuse for Brendan Rodgers that. Well, look what he was handed the last time, Scott Sinclair. He's handed a young squad. He's handed a squad, that, apart from two players, that have just won the treble in Scotland. Scott Sinclair is a good example in that it, it was a, a great signing that made an instant impact. But, as, as Gordon points out, Mark, the reason Brendan Rodgers came in the first time was Celtic had just been knocked out of the cup yep. by a Championship Rangers side and everything was seen to be falling apart. And, you know, he did walk into a stronger scenario this time, surely. Oh, without doubt. I mean, I touched on it the other day that this is a, a bit of a change for Brendan Rodgers getting into a club and inheriting a squad that everything has been so good when he came to Celtic last time. You're right, they got knocked out at the semi-final. The top tier was closed because fans just weren't going along. Um, 
and he just galvanised the place and it worked. This time, he has to keep things ticking along. Now, what I would say, maybe in agreement with Paul here, is at the tail end of the season, last season, Celtic, just before they completed the treble, things weren't as rosy under Ange uh, as they had been in the previous months. Celtic were sensational at times last season, no doubt about it. But started to taper off a wee bit at the end. So had Ange Postacoglu stayed in charge, he was going to have to reinvent something as well and, and get a different tune out of some players as well. And he's left, obviously, and Brendan Rodgers has had to pick up the pieces and, and come and try and impose his style. It's not quite clicking into gear at the minute, but I agree with Paul if Brendan Rodgers does get some signings that he really wants in, not who's been really scouted before and recommended to him before, because although Celtic's got a, a terrific scouting network and they've done terrific work in the past, I still think there's scope for the manager to have a say in players that catch his eye. And who how, he how, thinks do can the, how do you know these ones haven't though? I mean, clearly some were very early, right? And you would, you, he, I think he even acknowledged that the wheels were in motion in some of them. But what about the more recent well, signings? Lager Bielka might be. Hasn't signed them. Yeah, Lager Bielka, Navrotsky might be. Probably I should have said there from mm -hmm. an attacking point of view. I think Scott Sinclair was a good one. I think Yang coming mm -hmm. in. Uh, by the way, I think Yang looks looks lively, looks good. But I still think he needs another one or two in that area, Paul. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. I think players have been brought in based upon a transfer strategy, but at the same time, and that's all right, and it's worked well, but you need to also bring in players that fit what Brendan's going to do. And if you don't bring in those players, it's not going to work. You know, I mean, you look at the point when things turned under Ange, it was, you know, the turn of the year when they brought in Tati, when they brought in Maeda, it allowed the system to flourish. So, it, you know, yeah, there's always going to be less players players that are brought in according to the the club's system, and that's fine. I've got no problem with that. But at the same time, there has to be a little bit of room to bring in guys that are tailored for the system, tailored for the manager, so to speak. Yeah, but surely, surely Brendan Rodgers, like Ange Postecoglou, come into a situation where he had to improve players, whether they were his players or not. That's part of being a top manager now. Now, I'm all for Brendan Rodgers. I've said it earlier. I thought that at the beginning of the season when Celtic made the appointment, thought it was the right appointment. Still do. I think he's a very, uh, you know, good manager, terrific coach, everything about him. I'm not going to judge him in one... Uh, game against Kilmarnock very difficult Derek McInnes's Kilmarnock flying and deserves to be in the next round of the cup but I think where Brendan Rodgers' problem is because of the situation that they go hand in hand with Ange Postacoglu Brendan Rodgers uh, broke the speed record down the M6 to Leicester not that long ago and he's Range Rover and then he come back up and some of the Celtic fans have sort of awaited for that first that first blip and then every time that happens, mm. the Ange Postacoglu tail comes on the end of it. So he's still to go and do some hard work. I think he'll bring in more quality, but I still agree with the appointment. It just feels, though, Mark, like Brendan Rodgers has been here for three months. Ange Postacoglu left a long time ago, and the transfer window's now got one week left. So I, I, I don't know, has, has everyone been totally sent into this tailspin by Kilmarnock or this notion that in the next seven days oh, well, now, now, we need, you know, now we need to see Brendan Rodgers' signings as if that's all going to suddenly 
change in seven days? Well, you'd like to think... You might do, you never know. I might do, but you'd like to think the people at the club, Brendan Rodgers included in the hierarchy at the club, have been working on things. I was always of the opinion, even a few weeks ago, that there would still be some action for Celtic in the transfer window. I didn't think they were finished. And mainly in that attack Mm. sense, Jota is the big one. Palmer then, is he the Jota replacement? We'll get to the injuries in a second, but apparently £3.5 million bid on Duran Winger. Um... Currently playing his his football in Greece was a target of of Rangers reportedly not so long ago. You may mm. remember. Well, th- I've yet to see a lot of him, Gordon. So, is he going to be the one that replaces Jota? Big boots to fill, but Celtic needs someone of that ilk, a match winner, someone that can change a game like the game on Sunday. That's just a bit flat, and you need somebody to pick the ball up and drive by people. You know, create something out of nothing or put one in the top corner. Celtic have got quality players, of course. Abada, Maeda, Kyogo, O'Reilly. The list goes on, mm. but none can do what Jota did. Thank you to Paul. Some interesting points well made, Paul. Thank you. Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rogers. He's given an update on Cameron Carter-Vickers, Mike Navrotsky, Rio Hatati, amongst others. I think we have to look at it, there's no doubt. It's uh, it's an area that we're light on. Like you say, when you're losing three players for that length of time and knowing that the number of games that we will have and and the importance of every game, then uh, it's, it's definitely something we have to look at. I think especially at centre-half, it's, uh, it's a specialised position where, for me, the experience always helps. Got lots of young players in the squad. To bring those players on and, and bring them through, they need to play with players not just of experience, but players of quality. You need to, you need to hopefully try and align both because you'll see the best of those players. You know, the, the guys that are young and developing, if they can play alongside the guys that's going to pull them through and then bring out that potential, ideally that's what you want. So uh, so that's something that we'll, we'll look at. Uh, don't forget 01419511025 to get your thoughts in uh, on what you're hearing or any of today's stories on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. I think we're going to hear another uh, bit of Brendan Rodgers. Is that a no, it's not. I thought it was no. a penalty uh, to hack uh, Let's hear another bit of Brendan Rogers outlining some of the injury issues. Cameron Carter-Vickers, Magna Rocky and Stephen Welsh probably about uh, eight weeks. So um, Stephen Welsh obviously had an operation uh, just the other day, so he's come through that well. The other two, we were hopeful that they would be back sooner, but um, but we saw further scans on them. Puts them at probably about eight weeks from now. Rio Atati will be back international break. We also we've got Mikey Johnson will be next week. We've got uh, Kobayashi will be in the international break. And oh, we'll, we'll return next week to training. Uh, Alistair Johnson's back, which is great news for us. He's trained well and uh, will be available for the weekend. People say, give me the good news first. Well, mm-hmm. Alistair, Alistair Johnson's <laughs> back. Yeah. But thereafter, eight, eight weeks, weeks, Cameron Carter-Vickers Hello. and Mike Navrotsky Just and Stephen Welsh. Uh, the calendar yeah. there. That takes you in the 19th October. Well, funnily enough, I think that's... Sorry to cut you off, but the reason is I think that's exactly the point James is going to make. So I'll mm-hmm. bring him in before we steal his thunder. James is... Mark Wilson in the same wavelength as you. That's never a good place to be. Good evening, Mark Gordon. And, uh, my point is, I don't believe any of the three players he's mentioned will make any of the Champions League by the time they get back to fitness. And Celtic have got to name a squad of 25 for the Champions League pool. Eight of them have got to be homegrown. Can Brendan power a rabbit out of heart? And more to the point, who do the boys think will be left out of the squad? 
Yeah, Mark. So carry on. You were doing the old calendar yeah. thing because I think the, the yeah, points are like James doesn't think James doesn't think that the players <laughs> will. Um, a quick month. The players will play any part in in the Champions League. I mean, technically they they will. Um, or technically the dates line up that they might be able to, but it takes you deep into it. Yeah, deep into it. the latter games they may play, but by that stage it might be too late to have any impact. So again, it's going to come down to the manager and what he or how he expects his team. To compete, um, but he's got, he's going to need reinforcements, and I'm quite taken aback by that eight week time scale. What a football between now uh, and the 19th of October, and that's at the soonest, I would imagine. That's getting back in and assuming that they're fully fit again. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to predict. Technically, it is only the first two match days, but we've got we've got this down as if it's going to be eight weeks bang mm, on the dot. Yeah. I'm just saying that the the third match day is the twenty fourth, fifth of October. Mm -hmm. Then you're into November, um, and then even on to December. So, I think one thing's for certain: maybe you, just the first couple. You cannot be missing Carter, Vickers, Navrotsky, and Welsh, and not bring anyone else in. Kobayashi, who knows how long? I think he's is he the winter break? Maybe he's out to so he's even further. So you cannot rely. On Lager Bielka, who's just came in, and Liam Scales would be the other one. Uh, great news that Alistair Johnson back because he's a huge player. Do you then look at Anthony Ralston to move in one? Uh, you know, you're you're fitting square pegs and round holes here. I don't. He, he's not having that suggestion. <laughs> Ab face. Absolutely not. Uh, nothing you against. Nothing against Ralston. Uh, Waters there. My oh no, another one. Um, no. I agree with Mark. I think you've got to look at the transfer market. You just wonder now if they're looking, thinking, yeah, okay, Starfelt left, but he obviously made noises that he wanted to go, but. Um, the biggest problem there for me, listen to that list, one name sticks out to me, Carter Vickers. It really does. I think he is a massive loss to Celtic. I think that you can get away. If you Carter Vickers in the heart of that defence, I think you can build certain ways round about him. Yeah, He's experienced. Do, do we know that's the same injury that no, Carter Vickers no, had? I don't think so. I think this is the hamstring. Well, that, that, that is unlucky because Carter Vickers didn't have a, mm -hmm. a lot of pre-season. Remember, he came back in for James Forrest's testimonial and uh, we were all kind of taken aback mm -hmm. because he, he hadn't been seen. He came in, played that, and then he was right into the season. So not a lot of preparation. Maybe that's just a result, mm. uh, a, you know, poor preparation. Not for his part, but just being rushed in for necessity, like Daz saying, he's outstanding centre-back. He makes such a huge difference. He's arguably Celtic's most important player. I mean, there'd be a good argument for Kyogo and Callum McGregor. Mm. Well, Carter but, Vickers but he would be day. in that three then, yeah. wouldn't he? He would be right now Top of the list for me. Yeah, uh, I really would. I, I think that as much as uh, Cal McGregor is a captain, leader, terrific player, I think you've got quality in that middle part. You look at the centre back position now. Mm -hmm. Matt said it there. You've got maybe Scales coming in, who's so out and loan at Aberdeen. Lager Bielka and Lager Scales Bielke. heading into the Champions League. Yeah, I, you, you, you won't be. Well, able, you won't it, get away with that. It presumably won't be that, James. You heard the clip from Brendan Rodgers talking about signing not only a defender but an experienced one. Is I mean, I take it is that an absolute must in the next couple of days. I think he's got to try bringing players that you can hit the ground and play straight away. Um, I, I said earlier to the boys, can you name me the eight homegrown players? I can think of three. McGregor, oh God, it's right with my head McGregor, uh, Ralston and James Forrest. Well, Turnbull so, would, would Turnbull. Right? Sorry, Turnbull's four, so who's the other four homegrown Taylor. players? Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor. 
Taylor. Five. Is James McCarthy at the door yet? There would be some young players in, involved in that. But I think the... Mr. RFK is saying, you know, Ralston at centre-back, what, are you kidding? Celtic have money, we need players, go and buy them or get them on loan. It's ridiculous, sold I into think, this. I think the loan market might be a shout. See when you've signed two centre-halves on decent-term contracts, now you can't foresee injuries. Because Stephen Welsh has just been given a, a, a four-year So, if, surely Celtic aren't going to go and, or are they, so go and, let's go and sign a new centre-back, 23 years of age, on a four-year deal... But in eight weeks' time, Navrotsky, Carter, Vickers, Kobayashi's yeah. still there. No, mm. I, I don't think that's advisable. Now, what I would do, if I had a deal like that, a loan signing, I would tie in that there was an option to buy. Um, is hacking just go one up? Yeah. Because what if, he, what if this loan player comes in and outperforms any of those that you've got and then you have to hand them back in January? You surely have to tie in that there may be an option there. So... Tough, pos- tough position at the start of the season for any manager. Sound, do you know what? It sounds great, that Gordon on paper, this sort of mm. ready-made, experienced player, hit the ground running, all this stuff that we hear. It, the, the, there's just no guarantees. I mean, sorry to do it to Celtic fans. Obviously, people thought that you know Shane Duffy was going to be that, mm. that sort of guy, and I'm not saying because there's that one example that didn't work out that they'll all be like that. But, you know, we, we, we do fit players into different profiles and just just because they're, they're experienced, there are other things that goes into it. It's going to be a, an important one for Celtic to get right well, by the yeah, sounds of yeah, it. Yeah, especially in that area with uh, the amount of injuries. You know what Mark's saying about the loan, that would be ideal if you could get someone in there that this whole phrase hits the ground running because I think Celtic right now in a position that they've got to deal with the now and worry about the, the after later on. I, I, I think they look at this Champions League, I think they look at their injuries, I think where their positions are, obviously defence is a major, major worry. Great news, Alistair Johnson's coming back in. He'll add mm. a bit of steel there, of course, he's a quality player. But through the middle, they cannot go into that Champions League with the centre-back that we're talking about. Well, never mind Champions League, what about Ibrox? A couple of weeks' time. You know, Champions League's... Nine days time is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ten days time. So to ask scales to let's not worry too much about the, the accuracy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> to ask scales to go into that game, it's not unfair on and on scales because he's not a young kid and he's played well, in big games. But also Lager Bielka. I mean, I know yeah. the whole like you've paid a lot of money and that's what you're brought for. But at the same time, still no one's got any idea whatsoever, really, how it's. How he's going to fare Exactly And you're pairing them with With someone he's had no game time with So Listen It's a bit of a mess Just now at the back for Celtic But they've got some time To get mm. it Sorted Right thank you James 01419511025 Aberdeen do trail 1-0 So this is going to be a real crucial period Because they've actually done alright It feels like Within the game It's been a good game uh, What I've seen of it Gordon End to end Aberdeen are a, a bit of a threat But the home side looked just a little bit sharper, if I'm honest. I just wonder, Jack McKenzie's gone sliding in as well. Is that getting looked at? or is? Well, I'm not sure, but when, you, when you see McKenzie getting up and pointing to the ball, where he clearly, I don't think, touches the ball. You, you're giving a penalty kick here? Um, what might you might wait to the referee. Uh, like the the player, player was already on his mm, way down. I think. He was. But G- give me two. Uh, yeah. I, I certainly don't think Jack McKenzie touched the ball, did he? No. <laughs> and I, I always fear for when a player gets up and points to the ball like he touched it, and he knows fine well he didn't touch mm. the ball there. Mm. Right, come on, hurry up, ref. Got a break to take here. Got some travel news to bring everyone. I just think it would be 
This is a problem with live radio and VAR. Know, they, they don't go hand. They just in, don't. They don't go I mean, hand in hand. These early kickoffs as well. It's a heck of a check. I'll tell you what. Everybody's sick of waiting already. We'll bring you the big verdict <laughs> coming up next. Yeah, Sharon was at home looking after her sick daughter when she got the call from Gary. No way. No way, oh my god. I don't even know if she's sweet. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I've been listening every day, didn't ever think I would win. Good on you, Sharon. The cash means she can finally get married to her partner, James. They've been together for 15 years and now it's your chance to win £30,000 tomorrow when we make the next call. Enter now by texting YES to 61025. That's YES to 61025. If you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow, Friday the 25th of August, answer within five rings. Make sure you know the correct cash register amount. Uh, the texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entries £2 or call 0330 And the calls are charged at a standard rate as well, over 18s only. And all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on the website. So it's £30,000. Text YES to 61025. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here I hope there's no Aberdeen fans who their only source of information for this game is us they've just waited five minutes to find out if they've conceded a penalty <laughs> or not um, but no it wasn't given and it's still 1-0 just about approaching half time the old cliche Barry Robson get them in regroup make sure they don't concede the next goal all that sort of stuff win the second half I think so win the second half I like that one by the way I think they've been alright actually Aberdeen uh, when they've went forward they've Mm -hmm. looked dangerous however this team looks decent as well when they go forward and uh, certainly more goals in this game I'm hoping Barry will be hoping that they can just nick one to take back to Pataudry right enough Mm. ever been to Sweden yeah, uh, I took my players uh, when I was the Air United manager. Is this, is this on, right, before we go any further? Is this true? Sounds made up. One hundred percent. I set I set up three goals, and what happened was it was an absolute oh. disaster. We fly into Sweden. Can't remember where we flew into. Right, it was late at night. I didn't see, um, and I had the players on the bus. The bus gets picked up. I'm sitting at the front of the bus. Ten o'clock, half past ten. We arrives at the accommodation. Now I think I'm going into a five star hotel, and. I just see water and I looked and I thought there's nowhere else and I says bus driver is this it and in his best English yet this is it this is where you're staying the night it was a barge <laughs> right <laughs> and the boys will tell you I had John Hughes Pat McGinley all these boys right I walked on it was for the like homeless people that didn't have anywhere to sleep I've got a party 30 on this barge so, and who <laughs> got you? Probably. <laughs> it was. Do you know so? Uh, and it was uh, sort of a four beds in the one room, and oh, and the boys were going absolutely crazy. I says, "Look, we'll sort out in the morning." We sneak a good. And I slept on the floor. Manager slept on the floor. Next morning, we get up, and the training pitch was a swing part where we go. Know how you get down there? <laughs> They've wondered you left. Remind me not to let you book my fortieth. Oh, oh, 
I have never, I have never seen anything like this in my whole Sleeping life. Sleeping in your life jackets, but just the, in case. The, 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 the moral of the story was it ended up a good trip because I phoned back home. I says, look, you need to get the boys back in the flights. We need to get back out here. We can't stay here, obviously. No train facilities or whatever. And a team called Jura Garden stepped in, saved the day, booked us into a lovely hotel, played a few uh, pre-season friendlies. And it was a very successful season. Yeah. So if anybody's listening from Jura Garden, I would just like to say thank you very much. Is that how you pronounce it? Probably not. Yeah. Jura Garden. Jura Garden. There's a, you've lived some life, let me tell you. Let's bring in Scott, who is a Celtic fan. Scott, what's on your mind tonight? All right, guys. Um, I didn't think Martin Daryl would have been in tonight. I thought they'd been at the fringe with the comedy show, the two people on average. Please. Outstanding, <laughs> tell me. Um, that's us being serious, Scott. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. That's the worrying thing. I think it's Durgarden by the And that time it was Dura Garden. They changed their name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pronounce it differently. Tuesday and Thursday, a day and the other day of the week. That's brilliant. Like, well, anyway, I got two points. First one, um, it's about Brendan Rogers um, on Sunday. Um, I was absolutely amused at what he what his tactics were were 20 minutes to go we're still one nothing done and all he did was change the players didn't he change the shape didn't he I thought he'd have put one of the centre halves up top now, both of them are 6 foot plus um, miss out the midfield for, for a wee bit give Kilmarnock something different to, to defend against but no we kept playing the exact same way um, and that worries me that a man that's supposed to be this top coach couldn't see a different way of changing the team about to, to give us with all the money that we've spent on the, the young players coming through and that sort of leads on to my second point Do you think top I've, coaches nowadays still stick a big man up front from the back when things are going wrong though well, as well I mean that, I mean, up front for Liverpool Yeah I mean I'm not saying it should never be done but and sorry to keep bringing it up but it's not like Ange Postacoglu never did that Brendan Rodgers probably never did it first time round at the club Ange, did he? Ange Postacoglu didn't get knocked out of the League Cup at the first round mm. I, I, I don't really get oh. I don't, I don't, mm. I'm not sure Hard to argue against Scott with that one <laughs> It's an entirely, oh, it's an entirely different point in two seasons which was the Scottish Cup semi-final against Rangers in which to be fair we didn't play particularly well that day but what you can't say, Scott, is if Ange Coglu was in trouble, he might not have. I'm not, I'm not saying Brendan Rodgers is immune from criticism. I just don't know if the fact that he didn't put a centre back up front I, is the main issue here. It's a cup tie. Yeah, he but that doesn't—it doesn't, team it, team it doesn't guarantee what he's changed. He's changed the personnel. Uh, look, Brendan Rodgers. I, I disagree with you. I think Brendan Rodgers top top football manager and a very good tactician I think he knows the game inside out so I'm not going to sit here and tell Brendan he was wrong on Sunday with the tactics of no throwing a centre half up or a goalkeeper up with five minutes to go and let's get a header and get back in the game he thought he had the quality to change it from the bench he wanted to keep the width he wanted to keep the shape and he thought the uh, the difference in players maybe a little bit more sharpness coming on a different a different problem for the opposition uh, but it, it just didn't work, Scott. And unfortunately for Brendan Rodgers and Celtic, they were knocked out of the cup. Would you oh, make I'm him? No, I'm not wearing that, but I'm no? not wearing that. It's, 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 you can't just keep doing the same thing constantly and hope it will work. You've got to give a team. T- tell me this, right? You, John Hughes, is a player with you, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. What would you do when you were if you were losing? Would you have shove show Yogi up front to give them something different? No, I'd have probably subbed them. <laughs> uh, to be quite honest with you. All, all I'm trying to get is there was no change of tactics. We went the same way for the first minute to the last minute. 
And I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. There was no change of tactics whatsoever. At one point, Kyogo was at the halfway line and the two full, two full backs were in front of him. A guy that's the best poacher in Scotland at present and he's at the halfway line when the two full backs are in front of him. Right, where I'll, sorry, Mark, where, where I'll sort of agree with you here is the fact that is, this is a matter of opinion. Kyogo, since Brendan Rodgers has come in, has played a different role. Now, I think it was the first game against Ross County. I thought he played terrific in it. I thought he'd come off and, you know, some of the first-time passes, his movement caused all sorts of problems. So you either agree with that sort of a tactic with Kyogo, because I think Scott's got a great point. If, you, if you're a centre-back and you see Kyogo 30 yards from where you are, or 20 yards from you as a defender, Mark will tell you, you're delighted, rather than having to watch him playing on the shoulder. So I think Scott makes a great point there. Scott obviously wants the outcome and wants Celtic to go through which I get I think though had Brendan Rodgers chucked a centre back up there are no guarantees and then I, what I guarantee is we're inundated with calls this week going this guy's clueless Brendan Rodgers were sticking defenders up top to try yeah. and, and get back I in I think this the game. problem is and Scott's maybe coming at, from a different angle is the alternative to Kyogo before you had O before that, you had a better option than Yakimakis, who would often be that physical presence up front that you maybe could go a wee bit more direct. He didn't often do it, actually, with Yakimakis, but he did give you that physical presence. Oh, maybe gives you a bit of it. With Kyogo and Kyogo alone, and Maeda replacing Kyogo when Kyogo gets injured, there's just not that same physicality. So it maybe becomes easier for centre-halves to defend against, especially what Daz is saying if Kyogo's coming deeper. Then you're quite happy just staying where you are and allowing your midfield to deal with that. And when it keeps trundling on the same way, yeah, it would be frustrating for fans. But to support Brendan Rodgers and his decision-making, when he looks around at his bench and he's bringing on players to the bench that he thinks, well, Abada's not doing it or Maeda's not doing it, okay, we'll take them off. He's expecting a whole lot better yeah. from who's coming off the bench. Thank you, Scott. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. We have not had a single victory on a, on a Thursday night this season. Did you know that? That's ridiculous. I'll put that right this evening. I'll Seriously? Put that to bed. Seriously. Look at that box of balls. <laughs> I know. Uh, listen, this 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 station's got to go bankrupt. This will be bankrupt. <laughs> bankrupt. Bankrupt would bankrupt. be awful. Yeah, this this studio's got to be sold in pieces exactly. very shortly to pay for a box. 0141951125. It is beat the pundit time. It's become very easy on a Thursday night, I must say, and the lines close at seven. Tackle the headlines. 0141951125. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. It's Twitter at Clyde SSB and it is a busy old European week. Aberdeen about to kick off the second half, trailing 1 0 against Hacken in Sweden. They've done all right, they're still very much in the game, uh, but they are behind. We have been taking lots of calls on Celtic's current injury. Is it a crisis? Is it a fully blown, blown crisis by so, now? Yeah. Uh, so if you want to keep your thoughts coming there, please do. And we'll go to Tynecastle and give you the build-up to that one very soon indeed. But first, let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, <laughs> thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. We've not had a <laughs> single victory on a Thursday night so far this season. Many Thursdays we had. Oh, a couple, eh? 
How you do you lost, feel? You lost one. I've played I, I, three I've only, and lost. I've only lost one. I've lost two. I have a hundred percent record. I've lost two, three. Anyway, I'm in a bad terrible. run. Andy gets me tonight. And that ball's going right out the window. You're in, you're in. I don't know how you feel about this because I've just looked at the screen for tonight's contestants' name and it says Mackie, Murray, and Andy. <laughs> no, that see, that's not right. <laughs> so it should be me and the mushroom. Uh, Mackie, Murray, and Andy. How's it going? It's going well, it's going well. Oh, three stages. The three of them can't answer. Yeah, yeah, three what stages. What are they all just going to shout in? I think so. It's going to be a rabble. It can't do that. Who's the spokesman? Who's the main spokesman? Reveal yourself. <laughs> Things having a go at you. Right. Who are we speaking to here? Who's the main spokesman? I'm Mackie. Mackie, you're the main man. Is that your real name? Well, I don't know about that, but I'm the main man. Good, right. And he's feeling confident? <laughs> do you usually do all right? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Come on, Mackie. Right, heads it, heads it will be Mark Wilson, tails it Can will I be. Them well, listen, I think they could be doing with teaming up with each other. They've been so bad. But heads it's Mark, tails it's Gordon. And it is tails. It's you again. You're under serious. Right, he wants you to play. I'm sure I heard Mackie saying, I want to play Gordon. I but does that Mackie 1, Mackie 2, and Mackie 3 want to play? That coin. Aye, okay, Mark. Done it See, already. It's tails. It's Gordon. This is going to be a long. <laughs> this is going to be a long afternoon, <laughs> evening. Right. Anyway, let's give Gordon some greatest hits radio to listen to, guys. You've got thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can. Do me a favour. Just one of you shout out the answer, will you? Okay, I promise. Oh my word! Right, you're thir- I'm, I'm dreading this. Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. True or false? One of Shea Adams' middle names is Everton. Bye. Who did Todd Cantwell play with before signing for Rangers? Not true. The Divine Ponytail is the nickname of which legendary footballer? Norwich. What player scored a hat-trick against Hibs last night? Uh, How many games have each team played in League One so far? Two. In what season were Aberdeen last in Europe? Okay, let's bring Gordon Dale back. <laughs> Gordon, can you hear us? That is a shambles. So uh, if you can't beat these, it can hear us. Let's bring Gordon Dale back. Can you hear us now? Still not. Michael Jackson. Still still on there, yeah, one beat it. Right, this is a shambles. These three are, are fools, right? I don't know what's going on. One <laughs> beats them. They were all shouting random things. Ah uh, no. Um, I'll be listening it, it was, back. It was, it was ludicrous, quite right. frankly, right? Uh, and the producer who put them through has to question his life choices. <laughs> so, are you ready for this? Yeah, 30 uh, seconds on the clock. Your time you starts now. True or false? One of Shea Adams' middle names is Everton. False. Who did Todd Cantwell play with before signing Norwich. for Rangers? The Divine Ponytail is the nickname of which legendary footballer? Uh, pass. What player scored a hat trick against Hibs last night? Walking. How many games have each team played in League One so far? Three. In what season were Aberdeen last in Europe? <sighs> 2016. Who was Motherwell manager prior to Stuart Kettlewell? Uh, Alexander. In what village would you find Celtic's training ground? Village? I oh, just up the road. Uh, Mulgai. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Village! Right, dare I ask Mackie, Murray and Andy, how do you think it went? Uh, not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three stooges. You be careful. Go on. Be careful. That ball's no going out of here tonight. 
True or false? One of Shea Adams' middle names is Everton. Apparently, it is. I was going to say that's true. No, it's got to be true. Shea, Zach, Everton, Fred Adams, and he could be moving there for thirty million. Did Matty get it? Is it as much as that? I thought it was less than that, but anyway, it says on my sheet here. Um, they didn't get it. They both. That's good. Um, it's a victory for me. The only thing is, I, I'm wondering if someone's just put that in there. And his Wikipedia because they've heard he's moving to Everton. Maybe. You know, one no, of you I, I'll, I'll be Googling that later this if I lose. Question one, like one second in is when I knew we were in trouble with the guys because they passed on a true or false question. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so they'll come back as a four a ball. great start. They did, right. However, they, 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 you didn't beat them. I don't think. Well, let's go through. Norwich was Todd Cantwell. They, mm. You got that, but so did they. The Divine Ponytail oh. disappointed in you. Divine Ponytail. Think. Come on. He was famous for his ponytail. Roberto Baggio. Oh, never have got no, that. I'll tell you ponytail. what, if, if they three get that, oh, give them that ball. Not. I would have got that. Ollie Watkins, you both got it. So you're still level with these three who oh, passed no, the true or false. No. Um, <laughs> how many games have each team played in League One? So far it's three. Gordon DL moves well one in front. Well done. Not Aberdeen were last in Europe in the 21-22 season. The guys are out of questions here and you're still having a nightmare. It doesn't matter if one. Stevie Hamill before Stuart Kettlewell. Oh no! How legends are forgotten quickly, eh? Legend, absolute legend. Who are I cannot believe. I forgot about that. Do you know why? Because I was talking to Alexander. Uh, I wasn't. I was standing next to him uh, on Sunday. That's how it ran in my head. But it doesn't matter. Maka, right. Maka, and Maka are wiped. And They're done. <laughs> They're never to be seen again. Celtic's training ground. It's. Um, I don't know what it is. What's wrong with you, Lennox Town? Everybody knows that, surely. Oh, so it is, but is it not near Bearsden? Uh, it's yeah. quite near Bearsden, is it not? <laughs> what are you saying now? You're saying Bearsden or Bearsden? Bearsden. <laughs> I, I, I didn't ask what it was no. near. No, you said Mulgai anyway. Oh, did I? Uh-huh. Is it near Mulgai as well? No. I, I, that's, not, that's really not the point. I don't understand. It's called Lennox It's just unquestionably in Lennox Town. You're lucky I never said Barrafield. <sighs> anyway, Mackie, Murray and Andy, hard lines. Thanks for taking boys. part. Later, Thank you good. for turning up. Cut them <laughs> off. Have a good I'm night. Worried. I'm worried about what's going to come out of that car. Fade them down. <laughs> See you later on. Oh, you won't. Don't they, Rod? Aye, not a great stand up oh, there from what, either. Look, look, doesn't matter. Four Muppets, and hey, I'm including you in that. He cannot sit here next week and say there's not been a victory. I know, man. So you've done well for the team. Victory's a victory. Victory's a victory, Gordon. Exactly. Especially when you're under pressure. Do you know what? Actually, like Aston Villa against Hibs there. I, I, I actually owe last night's contestant an apology, I think, but you would have loved it. We ha- we said he was on, he was he was like prime Busquets, is what we said last night. Pass, 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 pass. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. On, like, and again, like that, any questions. he was passing true or false, qu- he was passing the lot. Um, it was Danny from Postle So at the end We were having a laugh We thought he got a zero But everyone's been tweeting me today Saying you owe poor Danny An apology He got one Oh sorry right? He did get one um, That must have been one That he didn't pass in the end So There you go A bit of a uh, bit of respectability Well especially when you're up against three Unfortunately There were a bit of three studios They were but... holding each other back Right, I, I can't even begin to Figure out what was going on They were like answering the I don't know if they had some sort of delay. They were answering the previous question and stuff like that. Could you hear them? I couldn't hear them. No, no, I couldn't. But thank goodness, I couldn't. Um, but does take anyone you can get. Correct, mate. Uh, we had were a poor, we a poor were, start to the season. A wins, a wins, a wins. I pushed my percentage right up to seventy-five percent. Where were you? Um, no, it doesn't. But anyway, where were you speaking to Graham Alexander? 
through. Uh, he wasn't speaking to him. Uh, through it in Edinburgh. I said hello to him. You didn't he? Uh, well, I'm sort he of. A, I sort of a caught. I think he was critical at the end of Graham Alexander's time. No, I, was, well I like Graham Alexander. I've seen him skulking at the door. Yeah, so yeah. what was this? Were you some sort of coaching convention for? Yeah. We were through doing an SFA coaching. Brains. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was very good. Pretty very, much, yeah. very <laughs> good. I imagine you two in that <laughs> intellectual. By the yeah. way, I was the only one that. You know when they're not Jack Ross is up there presenting. Jack's a very good speaker, right? Very intelligent. And uh, he asked a question. I didn't get beaten. Did you give an answer? He got. He gave the hand up right like this. Jack, 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 Jack. And to be fair, he Jack says, "I agree with you, Daz." And he says, "He says." Why am I not your assistant? And everybody <laughs> laughed. That wasn't even funny. Oh, I was a sympathy no. laugh. No, no, Eighty people. I was a wee chuckle. And he was well chuffed with oh, it. Was a <laughs> he was. He was giving me the old elbow. <laughs> 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 Brought the house That's down again. Robin Nielsen and all that's just shaking her head. Going, <sighs> Look at this clown falling me about. What's that guy thought? used to get to semi-finals. Huh? And final. Uh, you forgot about the uh, I bet I bet you turned up at a, a coaching convention with your suit on, didn't you? No. You thought it was no, still like the no, main, no, no, the no, trackies with the but, socks what about pulled my, over what them. About my, my bag. My you bag. brought a bag? <laughs> what what <laughs> Sweeties. <laughs> 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 Thank God. You brought a bag right and I clocked it right away. I said, what have you brought a bag for? Oh, the sweeties he said, and the bananas. Uh, I've got stuff in it. I said, like, what? Because you're supplied with the, the booklet, the SFA booklet and pens on the table. And he said, for me, I brought sweets. So I slaughtered them 10 minutes in the I said, give me some of these sweets. We need a sugar what, hit. A rucksack? No, no, no it was a, 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 a man bag. He brought me. Me, no, I, Just I, in case you needed a laptop I'm glad you remind me I, I, There's still two bananas in there That bag <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, <laughs> There was sandwiches and that He was filling it Well I didn't know what, I didn't know what we were getting So I decided to bring a wee sweetie Unbelievable uh, was, What were the, the sweets of choice? Oh they're good weren't they? No what he said to me I as actually well. stole them out said, of, come on. I stole them out of Billy's car right Because he's got a good selection of sweeties So I thought, right, they'll do for a bag. You do realise that people listening don't have no idea who Billy is. Uh, Billy Davis right, uh, okay. was at the uh, the thing with us, uh, and I travel. I travelled before with Billy playing golf, and I sort of stole. I thought they're good quality sweets because obviously he he's very up in his sweets. And I thought they'll do for a lot. Very up in his sweets. Say you're on a talk show. <laughs> they'll, they'll do. They'll do for me and market the the SFA uh, coaching. Gordon, CPD. I said to him. He said, well, he said to back. me. He said to me, listen, I'll meet you outside. Give me a phone when you get there. Of course, I'm there early. Gave him a phone. No answer. I was in with the big Gave him a text. Are you in there yet? Nothing. So I thought, it's getting close to time. I better walk in. And there's 80 or 90 guys in there. Oh, Tom, he's up the back, isn't rude. He? He's up the he's back chatting. Trying to network. Supposed to meet wow. your pal. Trying inside. to get back in because he's going to all these games. Of he brings nothing to the table. On the first day of school, I've got to. I've got to, to get me the big house. He was rubbing shoulders. Oh, trying to say, did you see me at the Hibs game? There was seventeen thousand yeah. there the other week. Seventeen and, and a half. Was that the Motherwell game as well? Two number sixes, two eights, and that ten in there. It was great. Anyway, Let's go to let's go to Tyne Castle. Speak to a man who actually does know what he's talking about. Andrew McLean has a preview for us there. 
Yeah, I've got a big job trying to restore a bit of decorum to proceedings, but I'll try my best here. I was at Easter Road last night and it was a pretty humbling night, wasn't it, for Hibs? Although obviously understandable given the gap in resources between them and Aston Villa. On paper, Hearts are still the underdogs for this tie as well, but they'll obviously feel more confident that they can cause the Greek side problems tonight. And you know all the cliches about Tynecastle as well, you know, the feeling like the crowd are almost on top of the players. So that may, you know, Hearts may be able to use that to their advantage tonight as well to try and take a good result to Greece next week with them and you saw financially what it did for Hearts last season as well getting into the group stages there was those memories for supporters the trips around Europe so they'd love to have that back again Park they didn't qualify last season but they do have a good bit of European pedigree you only need to look back two seasons they actually got to the quarterfinals of this competition only to be put out by Marseille so there's certainly no mugs but Hearts don't look as if they're planning on sitting back at all likely to revert to that kind of 4-4-2 as they did against Rosenberg last week it's four changes from the weekend it's Xander Clark in goal the back four Nathaniel Atkinson Frankie Kent Kai Rolls and Stephen Kingsley Kenneth Vargas and Barry Mackay will be the two wingers Cammy Devlin looks as if he'll be joined in the centre of midfield by Alex Cochran Lauren Shankland and Liam Boyce the strike partnership for Hearts tonight the substitutes McGovern Stone Oda Halliday Forrest Sibick Denham Tate Ophaya Tagawa Lowry and Wilson it's a 7.45 kickoff here at Tynecastle can I just say Andrew McLean one of the questions that I I took the executive decision to cut off beat the pundit now this is I actually do have your back sometimes you think I always just stitch you up to make you look stupid, right? One of the questions, and can you please imagine him trying to answer this, is that Harp's Greek opponents, Pauk, come from which city? <laughs> there is absolutely no chance that either of them would be getting that. It's not even so, is, even if they knew it, it would be saying it that would be my worry. What do you mean either of them? What have well, been long-term with him for, well, Andrew? Tell the answer. Andrew, are you going to tell them? No, no, don't tell. You tell the answer, Martin. A lump which city? Yeah. It's got to be... Uh, Coast of Athens It starts with a C No Ends with a C Andrew are you doing the, the deed or shall I? Thessaloniki Thessaloniki Oh Thessaloniki Yes very TH. historical town Thessaloniki mm-hmm. Thessaloniki yep Ancient Greeks loved it there I, I couldn't give you a start Alexander about there. Thessaloniki yeah. uh, anyway, Thessaloniki It's an interesting team that though Harps isn't it as Andrew says it's, it's an attacking looking team at Tyne it's not the order of Fixtures you want, you probably want to come home in the second leg, but trying to go and stamp their authority on this tie early on. I've got to be honest, I completely switched off. I don't know. That's good, Mark. <laughs> you listen. <laughs> but, but I could have, I could have bluffed that there and said, yeah, very yeah, attacking side. Listen, aye. Entirely uh, <laughs> attacking. Um, well, it's a big night for Hartsey after what happened last week. Um, it was a big task for them. And their talisman, Shanklin, stepped up again, led the line well, got his goal. Another huge night. Um, you always fancy heart, so it kind of similar to Hibs to concede one at the back. So the guys going forward are really not having chances, by the mm. way. They but it's a different it's a different scenario for Hibs, uh, Hearts tonight. Um, the fact that last time they were away from home, they were still in the tie. Shanklin kept them in the tie, and they had the advantage of that Tyne Castle crowd. And obviously, they went through in the last minute. But they've got to take something positive tonight. They've got to be in the front foot, i.e. why the attacking side has been put out. They're trying to take that lead uh, over Barry, to Greece. Barry Mackay's a big one for him. I mean, you you love Barry Mackay. You take some of the credit for bringing them through. Yeah, which yeah is I p- think Barry's got a lot to offer. But I, for me last season, I don't think he lived up to, you know, his, his tag really and the ability he's got. I think starting the season well, 
it, it's crucial for him this season. No better time to do it in a European game. But he's just back for injury, Mark. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He, uh, but it must be fit. It must be fit. Oh yeah, fit. yeah. I th- look, <clears throat> I think Hearts. Um, I've got a great opportunity. I don't know much about the opposition, but I think at home, top of the league, they will after one game. I, I think they've got guys that will score goals. No doubt about that, Hearts. And if they can, as Mark said, I think you look at Hibs and Hearts just now. One thing you'd say about them, you can score goals against them. But if they can keep the back door shut, they could go over there with a good advantage. Yeah, all the best to Hearts. Aberdeen are, I was going to say, hanging in there. It's more than that. They really look like the more likely team to score. So hopefully that doesn't provide a bit of a sting at the other end. We will see 30 minutes remaining there, plus a bit extra. 01419511025. Good time to call, and we'll get a full-time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. <laughs> Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. It's 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Still 1-0 to Hacken, building up to kick off at Tynecastle. So before we go back to the phones, let me start this off. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Score made-to-measure wardrobes. Available to the trade. Right. Thank you to... Are you okay there? You two? You almost knocked <laughs> no, the desk because, over. Sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> he was questioning one of the questions and beat the pundit and he's Googled the name and he's going, his middle name isn't he Everton? Look, look. <laughs> he's, he's googled Ched Evans <laughs> I've had to write in here in the paper with Shea Adams <laughs> Honestly oh. which I, I, I'm not filled with great optimism about oh, this uh, come teaser on, now Especially because it's one of the crazy ponies It's a difficult one Always hard right? with the but pony we think uh, I, I think you might be able to handle this right And it's all to do with Glenn Kamara Rumoured to be joining Leeds Did you see that story earlier yeah. in the week? Can you name 10 players Okay Who have taken that same route at some point in their career from Dundee a Dundee club to an old firm club to an English club you see it? Dundee yeah so Glenn Kamara would have gone if he goes would be Dundee to Rangers to Leeds can you name 10 players who've Uh, gone from a Dundee club any of them to an old firm team any of them to an English club Armstrong Stuart Armstrong Armstrong okay I like it yeah, so do I. Nine down. Nine to go, sorry. Come on, Matt. Me. You. Yes. Mark Wilson. Yeah. I went Dundee United. Celtic. Celtic. And then? Bristol. Ah, and it would have been Leeds if he hadn't filled the medical. <laughs> it would have been Leeds, actually. <laughs> ah, you're right. Oh, that so. was good. Right, yeah. Any others? I mean, they do get harder. Uh, Stephen Thompson. Show me you're working. He went oh. from Dundee United, Rangers to Burnley. Well, Cardiff. It's Cardiff Garvin Ray Is an English league club So obviously Cardiff are not English But English league So yes. Gard- uh, Gavin Ray You two are flying on this Dundee To Rangers, Rangers. Oh, To good Cardiff shout. as well Okay well Leave it there Okay because that's four already Six to get Very well done um, I'm, I must admit That was that was very well done I'm impressed with you uh, Very good Right keep your questions Coming in full time At Clyde1.com Please Do you have to worry about it Just now Just Try and listen, oh, try and engage I'm with the, rest the, cameras, of the show. Sir. Usually in radio, we would converse with then we'll, eyes. Uh, mm. We'll get back to it. Still 1 0. Would Aberdeen take a 1 0 defeat? Yeah. yeah. Back to Pataudry. Because I think they've showed enough tonight that if they play like this at Pataudry, they're well capable of getting a few goals. Been the better team in the second half. Yeah, I think. I think, from, I think, yeah. I think they'll be a bit disappointed. They're still one behind. But when you go away from home, like Hart showed last week, 
you keep yourself in that tie, you get the home advantage the following week. If you play to the same standards, check for something chances. here though. Yeah. The referees. Well, he's going to the over. monitor, yeah. so whatever it is he's given it, that tends mm. to be the way it works. Yeah. I mean, I've no idea what it is. I mean, sure, is it not hacking instead of hacking? Oh, I'm sure. Yes, it is technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who thought you would you, come up with that? Who thought you would give the correct Swedish pronunciation? Oh, this is a oh, penalty no, kick a against to, Aberdeen. To hacking. Hacking. It's looking, it's looking a bit. Do you know what? Right, it's another one of them. Is that, is that Mackenzie's handball? Probably going to be given right, but that like it's just a bit crowded penalty box. Like that's another thing that's so harsh. I still can't see. Where's he handballed at there? Yeah, when, he does, he does handball there. Yeah. Oh, there, that there's, his hand there, there. Is that, yeah. I think that hand's quite tucked in by the body so as well. No? I think, it, I think it's a bit harsh, but. Oh, that's gone. that's one of the harshest I've seen. But he's not that's given. The referee's no, he's not going to give it. He's gone to the monitor. You know. Oh no way! I'll give Hecken a good opportunity to go <laughs> to. That. I like that word. <laughs> For uh, anybody listening, Gordon Dale did not come up with that. Yes, I did. Uh, it was the other Gordon. I'll tell you what, it's a real sore one. That isn't it? Because with the way that the that, look, the, the referee's not sure how how long is he taking over this. I think he he might overturn this. Nah, he won't. Yeah, well, it's you not been given. There's nothing to overturn, but you know what I mean. Here we go. VR oh. check. He's given it. Ah, yeah. oh, you were really? right, Gordon. Didn't you see that? Well, it's obvious when they go and look at the monitor, isn't it? But I mean, that's so harsh. I know so, we say a lot. These are harsh. That's one of the harshest I've seen. I mean, we are on radio, of course. You've got your streamlet to try and act it out. So there's an Aberdeen player jumps up for the ball. The ball goes over his head. Mm-hmm. So when it dips down, there's two Aberdeen. There are two Aberdeen players. Jack McKenzie's one of them, and he's he's kind of ducking in in a rocket bodies. His hands like this. Hits his hand. Yeah. I can now. hear people watching this stream shouting, "No penalty!" With that got, I, I thought I did brilliantly oh, there. Probably. I could, I could have thrown the ball. At you. Anyway, right. It looks like Aberdeen are about to go two down, which is a shame. Unless so, you've no confidence in the keeper. Well, it's just stacked in the takers' favour, isn't it? But Kellerus is a good shot stopper. So Mackenzie was lucky to get away with one in the first half, wasn't he? With the, yeah. the slide tackle. Um, Looks like Aberdeen are going to get punished here. It's my fault for saying would they take a 1 0 right on cue. Um, Big moment this if Killerus can save it, might just give Aberdeen. The Aberdeen fans are behind the goal, they're doing their best to put the taker off. It's been a long delay as well, you have to say. Nervous times for a goal. 12 yards out on the spot. It goes in. Here we go. The stream's a bit behind. I've seen that. I was going to say, that was a confident shout. <laughs> uh, anyway, well right. done. Let's go to Jim, who's a Rangers fan on the line. Jim, how are you? I'm not just too bad. Good. What's your point tonight? Uh, pretty controversial. A lot of Rangers fans will think I'm nuts. Ooh. But I think we should get our main striker back. <clears throat> Gordon Beale? No. <sighs> Mr. Morellis. He doesn't wow. have a club. He's not going to cost you anything. You give him a three year deal. You put them on a basic wage with high bonus performance wages and you sell them next year for 10 to 15 million. <laughs> oh. Hold on. Well, there's a lot to cut through here. Let's um, yeah. pick an order. First of all, where does, he, where does he fit in? If he wasn't if he wasn't deemed good enough to give a new deal to previously and then you've signed Dessers well, and Danilo he, and Sima and Lammers. His agent has filled his head full of nonsense thinking he could get a better club, which hasn't come to fruition. So therefore... You can get him back for not even the same as what he was on or less with high performance bonuses uh-huh. to make sure he's going to play 
because it could be a difference between getting into the Champions League and not because nobody bullies no defenders bully Morelos the way he plays when he's on his form right but Michael I, I, listen to Michael Beale at the end of last season I don't think Rangers were desperate to keep Alfredo Morelos and then he decided to, to go elsewhere Did that's not the way it played out was it? I mean he said let's, let's be fair as I said to the producer earlier on how many players that are playing their, down their contract actually try look at what Loudrup done to Rangers Got an extra million pound and flunked it for a total season. Um, yeah, I mean, and the, right, okay. So once we're over that hurdle, let's say Rangers even would want to, which I, I'm not sure we agree on that. But he's without a club, presumably for a reason. No one's taken him yet, so you know it's some sort of charity case to bring him back, and then you're going to sell him for fifteen million in a year. How how good a season is he going to have? 15. If Mr. Beale's as good a manager as he's making out to be, he'll turn Morelos into a top-notch player again. He had him last season. Yeah, but he was injured last for the majority of last season. Ooh, I and know. he was running his contract mm. down. Do you one you contract down and give you 100%? None. Yeah, but, he, oh, but, okay, but his contract's over, Mark, and by all account, all he seems to be doing is on the exercise bike in Colombia somewhere he, based he on his Instagram. He was playing sixes with, with a couple of his mates, yeah. I, I saw, but... Look, right, say even if he did come back some miraculous way, it, it kind of undermines everything that Michael Beale has, has built since Kent and Morelos has went. He was looking for a fresh start. He was looking for a fresh front line, different ideas. Morelos, Jim, you say he was injured. Yes, okay, he was injured some of the time, but a lot of the time he wasn't injured. And again, he threw his toys at the pram, he sat on the bench, even when he did perform... Or, or, or start in the big games that Michael Beale trusted him in, he was miles off it. And Michael Beale just wants a more dynamic front line. No doubt Morelos was a top goal scorer when he was in form. But the problem was, he wasn't in form for the last, how many months? A, a year? Maybe even longer? I mean, Jim's, to be fair, Jim's answered his take on that, mm. is that it was all to do with the contract, which we can agree to disagree on. I mean, Jim, what about the fact that, as Mark says, you know, this was all about a freshness, and Michael Beale speaks about that, and signed a number of strikers. Why Why would you he's, bring he's him back? He's not signed anybody as good as Morelos, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions as well. Gordon, would you do it? Um, there's a saying in life, the horse is bolted. I think the buffalo's bolted in this case. Um no, or, abs- absolutely or not. Modelled off as the Look, case was I, at the end I, of last I always season. thought Morelos had a lot to offer. I thought he was a good finisher. Oh, on, his, on his day, it was, yeah, it was yeah, some of those really, European nights. I really did, but I think everybody got a little bit fed up with him. Um, he's decided to move on. Bringing him back and Michael Beale, I don't think Michael Beale will get anything out of him. And I certainly don't worth. I don't think he'll be worth anywhere near ten million quid. I don't. I think that's a fairy tale. So I think Rangers have just got to move on without Alfredo Morelos and and hopefully for Morelos he finds a club of his own that takes takes him. It's getting late in the window. So have you not got have you not got faith in the strikers that have been brought in, Jim? No, as not from what I've seen, no. I mean see, Morelos is a target man, you can punt the ball to him, he can hold it up and let it off. And if you put Morelos into that team for Wednesday night, You've got a better chance of winning it. He didn't. The thing is, he did not do any of those things last season. But to be fair, to Jim's picked his argument on that, which is that it's all because of the contract. I've seen plenty of players who are running down a contract have some of the the best mm. times. That's what they do. Have because they're trying to impress. Yeah, I don't I, fit them into that team. I don't think you'll fit them in. By the way, if if, if this was <laughs> if this was deliberate in some way, 
it's not really worked because well, here we are on the 24th of August. Well, it's the worst plan ever if it was deliberate because you should try to be doing the other the other side of the argument. You should try to be, you know, have your best season so it puts you in the strongest position to say to Rangers, look what you're missing and you can say to potential suitors, look what I'm going to give you. Morelos did neither. And uh, yeah, I'm amazed at the hold that Morelos still has over some Rangers fans. Jim's saying there about 10 to 15 million. He's playing six sides just now with his pals back home. And still, some Rangers fans are thinking that mm. this guy's worth 10 to 15 million. Could be worse. I heard you played in the six aside tournament mm. and got knocked out in the first <laughs> round today. <laughs> he did. He Aberdeen have scored, and you have to say they've deserved it. They've actually been not bad at all. And Miovsky has pulled one back, so that changes things. What did I say? When Aberdeen carried Duke and Miovsky up front, they've always got a chance uh, a nick and a goal. And by the way, they deserve it. I know they went two behind, but it's not as if they went into their shells. You know, they've, they've created a couple of chances. Good play, Miofsky. Gets the break of the goal. ball a wee bit, but a good finish. And they're right back in it. They just wasted that for me. It was still 2 0. I didn't know that. Yeah, let's not keep you right. So, uh, but, but it is an Sorry, goal. Jim. We'll agree to disagree. It's a no from these two in the studio, but you never know. If your suggestion comes to fruition, you're more than welcome to give us a call and tell them where they've gone wrong. Just going to check Alfredo Morelos' Instagram to see what he is up to. Anyway, don't think that goal saved you. Knocked out of the first round of the 60s. Oh, tournament today. What <laughs> Where did it all go we had, we had a good side as well. Had plenty of legs in it. We had me and Alex and uh, Lee McCulloch and oh, a few others. And uh, Former aye, pros. No legs at all. Great experience and beating but, everybody. But, but beat when you've got by. the ball with experience against... We didn't have the ball. Random guys. They did not have the ball. They three guys there and beat the pundit. They were playing this afternoon. They, That's how they by were the way, aye. Maka and Micker, whatever he's called. <laughs> anyway, not an afternoon to remember. Ah, right, okay. Um Can we quickly go back to... Yeah, let's do it now, actually. Let's just go back to Tynecastle for one more flavour of the build-up there with Andrew. Yeah, looking forward to this one. I mean, it would be quite something if Scotland managed to have... Four teams in the group stages, Aberdeen pulling a goal back, of course Hearts have this two-legged tie now against Park and they'll feel confident that they can do something against this Greek side at home, you would say Park are the favourites on paper just given the resources they have, definitely you know, better resources than, than Hearts do but Hearts have this home crowd and they'll be hoping that they can go to Greece next week with a positive result, as I say a big crowd in here tonight, there's a few hundred that have travelled over from Greece for this game as well and what is a lovely night in Gorgie so looking forward to this one I'll give you a recap of the Hearts team as well it will be Xander Clark in goal the back four Nathaniel Atkinson Frankie Kent Kai Rolls and Stephen Kingsley Kenneth Vargas and Barry Mackay out wide Cammy Devlin partner in the centre of midfield by Alex Cochran Liam Boyce up top alongside Lauren Shanklin four goals in five games for him so far this season he's so vital for Hearts isn't he he's got two in two European matches in qualifying so far this campaign so if there is one player that's going to make a difference tonight surely it will be Lauren Shanklin plenty of options off the bench as well the likes of Tagawa and Lowry Andy Halliday of course on there as well so we'll see if Frankie McAvoy and Stephen Naismith have to turn to them or whether the starting 11 can really make an impact on this game early on kick off just a few minutes away Hopefully Hearts can do the business. Andrew will bring us all the post-match reaction for tomorrow night's show. Let me check in on this full-time teaser again. Thank you to the Crazy Pony for sending it in to fulltime at Clyde1.com. Thanks again to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions. East Bride, make sure you check out their trade counter on Colville Road. I think I might actually do that myself uh, very soon. Um, right, your question is this. 
It's Glenn Kamara to Leeds inspired. Can you name 10 players who've taken this direct route at some point in their career? A Dundee club, to an old firm club, to an English league club. Stuart Armstrong, Mark Wilson, mm. Stephen Thompson, Gavin Ray. Go on, Mark. Duncan Ferguson. Well done. I'm going to go Wall of Flood. Yep. He went United, Celtic, Celtic Middlesbrough. Okay, this is how good the pony is. He's even got a wee bit at the bottom that says potential stewards inquiries, Willow Flood. He says based uh, are incorrect based on loans. So there's <laughs> like on, loans pony. in there that have scuppered you or whatever. Oh, right. oh, Barry Robson. Yes. What about B- Billy Dodd? No. Kinesia? He didn't no. go to England. <laughs> I just no. asked you he had good answer there. No, I didn't. Six down, four to get. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Aberdeen are level and they are good for it and it was a wonderful goal by Nicky Devlin of all people Mark a first goal for Aberdeen for the summer signing from Livingston up from right back and it was absolutely brilliant Sensational goal Miofsky's part in that his first touch then nicking that way for a defender and you don't expect Devlin to be the furthest up the pitch, making a long-busting run to get up there. Miofsky plays him through, but he's through one-and-one one with a goalie, Gordon. He decides to dink it over him. With Fantastic finish. With his left foot. Oh, Takes it in his stride with his right foot, Gordon, and then on his left, dinks the goalkeeper. The Aberdeen fans who've made the trip go crazy, as you would expect. And, uh, yeah, seven minutes to go, 2 all. Yeah, brilliant for him, especially after the start of the season he had when he, he gifted Kyogo a goal at Pataudry. Yeah. Um, it was a fantastic move. I'll tell you what, fair do, it does to Aberdeen and Barry Robson. They've turned this around in that head. They're strong favourites now. I said, look, 1-0, it'd be a good result. 2-2 two, two is fantastic. Yeah, just pushing for a third as well, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. They look the, the more likely for sure, right? 0141951 uh, John is a Rangers fan. John, the previous Rangers fan, was on with a big suggestion uh, that Alfredo Morelos should be re-signed. The guys disagreed. Uh, you're on, are you on to disagree with your fellow Rangers fan? No, I'm on to agree with him 100%. I think that we know Morelos. The manager knows Morelos. We that, know what he's capable of. That might be the problem, John. No, the problem is that, listen to the panel, two ex-football players, they don't think that a player who... I mean, he's, he's at the end of... He's, a, he's on the brew at the, at the moment right? Technically he's on the brew And you, you don't think that it's possible That he can learn a lesson That He already done it when he was getting all the red cards Under Gerrard and all that And Gerrard put his arm in and says If you don't get yourself sorted out You're going He's not getting the yellow and red cards he, he, he's, he sorted himself out You're telling us that a, a, a guy a, a young man Hasn't got the, He realises That He can possibly realise the, the mistakes he's made And come back And we know what he's capable of As a football player you can get an eight-figure player free. We know he's an eight-figure player. But then he's not anymore, is he? He sorted himself out, well, left I, Rangers I, I, and can't get a club. How do you sort yourself out? No, he did already. When he was getting the red cards and the, the other cards, he was running about like a pestle and we chilled. He mm-hmm. sorted himself out then and then he can want to be possibly the Rangers' top goal scorer in Europe. So I'm, what I'm saying is you give, you give a player a second chance we gave him a second chance. Listen, I was wanting him to go. I wanted him to go at the end of the season. I wanted him and Kenny go because if they two had, at the last season of their contract, you're meant to play your best football because you're playing for a, a, a better wage and they two were terrible. But I, I believe he can learn his mistakes. Do you, do you, do you not think, look, you know, knowing what we know now, looking at the way it's ended, thinking back 
you know, over the time without everyone getting all heated up about their own team allegiance. Do you not think it's pretty safe to say that Alfredo Morelos has probably had his second Rangers chance and maybe his third and, and fourth and so on? I think he proved that when he was given a second chance, he stood up to the plate and done it. I think now he's, he's faced with nobody's interested in him. We know what he's capable of. He loves the fans and the fans love him. I know he let everybody do last season absolutely possibly cost us the league. I understand that. But everybody gets... this. Celtic they've already gave their manager a second chance so what do you do with the, t- the strikers you bring, you've brought in you've just invested good money Danilo for instance much did that cost you and he's on a long term contract and big wages transfer fee there so that's million so Dessers what do you do with these guys just rip that up that plan up and say listen lads sorry but Alfredo's not got a club so we're going to fly him back in we'll give him a second chance cross your fingers and hope, hope it happens Absolutely, it's, it's never going to happen. Well, look, if it's never going to happen, I believe that he's worth a second chance. I think a lot of Rangers fans I've spoke to, I've been saying this since ever I've seen. Look, I don't know what Des is going to be. I hope he's brilliant. I hope Daniel is brilliant. I hope Seymour's brilliant. But at this point in time, maybe he's actually, I don't believe for a second that Marielis could come back and play next week. I would definitely not be ready for the Celtic game. It'd take him a month to six weeks to get back up to full speed. So it's no for an immediate future. But I think, uh, well, we all know there's a player there. I mean, everybody knows that there is a player in, in Alfredo Morelos and the fans loved him. Now, if, if the manager, if, if he can look to sell in the mirror and he's given that other chance, then I, I think it's worth the gamble. Mark, final say to you. Have you been have you been won over? It's ludicrous. On, Absolutely ludicrous. Go with it. I mean, come on. Uh, come on, back him up. John puts in a good argument. <laughs> How is that a good argument? Yeah. That he deserves a second chance. You're right. Third, fourth chance. Different managers. Again, it would undermine everything that Michael Beale said and wants to achieve this season. And what sort of example is it, would it be for any young player at that club that you can act the way he is? be then marched out and then been allowed to come back in and walk in the team. Not a chance. And by the way, Morelos isn't the same player as he was when he was the top goal scorer for Rangers in European competition. Believe it or not, players get older, players get slower, players lose form and they don't stay at the same standard forever. Some are lucky that they can hold that level. The majority fall away and Morelos isn't the player he once was. Sorry John, we're going to have to agree to disagree with you as well I think 01419511025 There we go Poor John What is the Colombian version of the brew? <laughs> um, that's interesting, I wonder when mm. you shine on I'm going to guess he's not on it to be fair I think he'll be fine I think he'll be alright He's yeah. got a pool with, have you not seen his Instagram? I think he's got yeah. a pool with like Morelos and the tiles under Oh it. has he? Just in like case he forgets his name or something like that I never understand never people that would now. do that I, I did have a pool at Do you just get one VIP houses, access yeah. to the Do you have Aquatec? a pool at one of your houses? Yeah. Oh, behave. Did. How much were they paying you at Wraith Rover? As if he... What kind of pool? 100%. It wasn't yours, though. It was mine. It wasn't yours. It was mine. <laughs> Not. Oh, was it a communal? Yeah, it was communal. No, well, oh, it was. that's different. Yeah, it's, it's, that's going to be the local baths and kidding on their yours. Honestly. <laughs> Towel over the shoulder. That's <laughs> one locker. <laughs> Dazzlers. Oh, Do not touch the soap. Tell you what, Aberdeen would be far the most likely, don't they? Oh, and Hearts might have a penalty. Kenneth Vargas, the new signing, driving into the box, goes down under pressure. The ref is going to the monitor. Oh, we know what that means. And hacking her down to 10 men as well. Good. Mm, it's all yeah. going well tonight for the Scottish clubs. Yeah, Aberdeen certainly deserve well at least a draw here. 
Now they've got an opportunity as a Miofsky's down. I think he's got an elbow in the in the face here. That's where the red cards came from. But they've got an opportunity after this free kick. Imagine they snatch it right in the last minute. Free kick. I think they deserve it. Barry Robson will be delighted because you know when you start the season you want to see character from your team. And he's had a, a few ups and downs. Mentioned Livy. Celtic was a bit of a blow for them. Uh, away to Sterling Albion. Wasn't really that impressive. They had to dig in and this is a different way of getting a positive result tonight. So, fair play to the Aberdeen players. What a goal to get them level as well. Absolutely. Leighton Clarkson maybe. I think he's still on, isn't he? Miofsky's um, <laughs> checking the... Yeah, the old the new wisdom tooth. Penalty to Hearts as well. And I, oh, I, was gonna, I don't know whether to say it. I don't want to put the pressure on him. But Shanklin. He's, he's ah. record from the spot is ah, it's a goal. unbelievable. Roll it in. Yeah. All day long it's a goal. It really is. Um, right, well, we'll see. We will see. Let's find out what happens here. So exciting moments in both these games. Aberdeen's almost done. We're, we're into the 91st minute here. Um, and it's 2 all. I think they're absolutely taking that. They probably deserve to win this game, you know. But uh, take that back to Petodri next week. Hearts have a penalty as well. And we are almost out of time, actually. You better start, just start firing answers at me on this teaser. Players who went from a Dundee club to an old firm club to an English league club. You've got Armstrong... Mark Wilson, Stephen Thompson, Gavin Ray, Duncan Ferguson, Barry Robson, four to get. Is a damn check one? No. <sighs> Not a moment, no. Kish... Kish... Oh, Feely. Yes. Ah, oh, good show. Yes, okay. that's a bit of teamwork there. Uh, what do you always say? What's your work? Oh, the, the goalie. Zaluska. No, Dundee, Celtic, Leicester. Rob Douglas. Yes. Yes. Okay. Big Rab. Two to get. Mackay Stephen wouldn't be one. He didn't leave. You should get this big Motherwell fan that you are. Motherwell fan Dundee To Celtic To Tranmere Dundee, Celtic, Tranmere mm-hmm. Motherwell mm-hmm. Related in that How's that? Very good He, he, he also just come also come played Goal hearts Well done he must Good have to come see back the Jambos Taking the lead quick uh, Represented Ireland I think yeah. Tommy Coyne Oh uh, How far back are you? And the last one player. Same name as you But it's spelled different Gordiel? Gordon but spelled different Gordan Gordan Petric yes there we go it's been a good night so far Aberdeen hopefully can hang on to this two all draw they might even go and try and snatch a winner in the last few seconds and Hearts lead Palk at Tynecastle by a penalty goal to nil whatever happens we will look back on it all tomorrow it's Friday night it means Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell here in the studio uh, we look forward to speaking to you from six thanks for your company this evening and Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>